This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espanation Once Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 239, Once Upon a Draw. Mm. Yeah, hooray, draws. A whole lot of draws. Yeah. And one big loss. Yeah. I mean, at least it's not two big losses, because that'd probably be worse. <laughs> or even three, because that'd be... It could have been. It could have been a triple. Yeah. It, it was close. <laughs> yeah. So, starting with the Red Bulls first, uh, traveled down to FC Dallas to take on a team that hadn't won in the previous seven games. Get lucky with a red card and go up a man in like the 35th, 37th minute, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think it was like the 37th. Score a goal in the last five minutes of the half. And come out with a two-two draw. Yep. Yep. Before we talk about our likes and dislikes, we're gonna let the tweets go first because I think the tweets deserve to be first this week. So, should we want to read those off? Uh, well, I will say one was just a picture of a dumpster fire, which by, <laughs> I, I think is pretty accurate at the moment. Yeah, uh, by at Tonino M. I think that was a good summary. Um, have another donut says just embarrassing. All that I can say. Don't forget, we're talking about a draw, which really tells you everything. Um, Wayne Harrison said the playoffs are far from a given. Mm, I'm going to disagree slightly on that one. I think the teams. I think we could all agree teams good enough to be in the playoffs, right? Mm, I'm a bit on Wayne's side here. <laughs> Ooh, I, I right. Wow. Okay. And then. Uh, Jason Love, Jason L56 says, amazing. They are lucky with, with the draw. Pitiful performance with no red card. Dallas may have won four, four or five to one. Which he does make a great point there. I mean, they scored two goals down a man, so. Yeah, yeah. And then, isn't there one more? Yeah, Red Stripes SC. I can't read that because of where I am. <laughs> oh, I'm not seeing it. You don't have to read it, Jay. I, I don't see it on my little right. sheet. So at uh, Joe Luis Morris or Red Stripe SC, fuck this shit. We got lucky and we were up a fucking player. What the fuck else did this team want? They fucking saved the date? Fire. Maybe that's why my uh, tweet deck didn't see it. It was censoring it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think where Pat is censored your tweet deck. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> So, yeah, let's, well, let's talk about this one. <laughs> let's. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about this one? You know, it's oftentimes when this team goes up a man, you know, it's the complaint is that they couldn't get that extra goal. 
to win it. And, you know, and I usually give them a bit of a pass because it is tough when another team bunkers in. But they had the goal lead twice in this game and gave it away. Twice while a man up. Uh, you just can't do that. I, I mean, that is awful. I mean, you got to, I mean, I do, yeah, you got to agree with Jason Love. Uh, if, you know, if FC Dallas did not go down a man, this probably would have been a loss the way this team played. I mean, yeah, that that's the big thing. I don't know how in the hell you give up uh, two leads when you're up a man for almost an hour. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 just going to say exactly the same thing. Connor Laid uh, probably shouldn't have gotten on the plane back home, maybe waited a little while to get back on the plane because <laughs> he had an absolutely god-awful game. And the fact that, again, they gave up two goals, one being a penalty kick, but still. They gave up two goals up a man, and they they looked like the, the team that was down a man. Mm-hmm. They looked like the guys played with 10 men. They were getting run all over on that field. Uh, Dallas's counters were ridiculous. They just kept coming down, coming down. They were very fortunate not to lose, very fortunate. And again, uh, after the second goal, the offensive chances just kind of disappeared after that. So it is. It's just, uh, it's, it's a sickening, sickening draw. Getting a win against a team that, you like, like you said, hadn't won in seven games, who the Red Bulls hadn't lost to in God knows how long. On the road, it would have been such a big boost for this team considering uh, the game against Chicago this weekend. They really, really could have used all three points there. And uh, they blew it. I, I figure I should pile on, but I don't really want to. Pile. Do it. All right, I'm going to go to first small one. Uh, I understand Unimas is a different um, broadcaster compared to ESPN and Fox. But if you're going to supply an English language broadcast, maybe, and this is going to sound bad, but maybe have a color guy who can speak English well enough to not stutter through things. Just my thought. Yep. Uh, On the game itself... And I'm going to try not to work myself up on it right now because I've done it enough this year. Up a man, give up a goal. Up a man, give up another goal. And as it was a penalty, but honestly, in terms of shit that Connolly could have done in the situation, that's not that bad. I mean, it's a penalty. It sucks, but it's not like Salzizo putting his foot up against up to somebody's chest area when the ball's going away from that, at least Lade has the somewhat excuse of that he was trying to stop a legitimate attack. And I, I mean, this, that's, that play honestly was just indicative of something that happened all game long, which is kind of like getting beat speed wise. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesse Marsh not accounting for it. That was the biggest problem of all that night. And you'd think it'd be one of our fast, faster defenders. Well, yeah, but when you get long balls over the top and you don't have defensive cover for your your winner, then of course it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think it wasn't like it was late in the game, probably like the 85th minute or so, and there was some play. Tyler Adams had to come in and clear the ball, and he was yelling at Paranel for not marking his guy. And 
Paragon deserved it. And but that that was indicative of the whole game where Dallas realized that they just throw the ball over the top. They were most likely catching one of our center backs out of position, and they're not hustling back to cover. And most likely that's Parnell. And Long can only do so much in terms of running back before he tires himself out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Marsh didn't do anything to adjust for all of this because that something could have happened. You know, maybe play a little bit farther back, change the formation a little bit, do something. But no, just I don't know. I feel like that, and this isn't a quote big game, but I feel like the way this team is playing this year is that they're not. They don't know how to step up for big big games in MLS. Because you had, and I, I say that because you look at the New York City games, right? Aside from the one that was a draw, which they got hit on one counterattack, but aside from that game, they had how many chances didn't score? Mm-hmm. They, they were up twice against NYC in, the, I think, the first game, or the, the 3 2 loss. Like, they're up once. They're up. They're up once. They uh, they were down, tied, went up, went down, lost. Yeah, sorry. Well, but anyway. basically, like every single time that they've had a, a a game that could do a lot to help them out, they have not taken the opportunity. Yeah, and and it's it's scary if you want to talk about they're not up for big games. This was not a big game. <laughs> they still they couldn't close this one out. But this is a game against a team that hadn't won in seven games. Right. And then they gave up. I'm great that it was a stupid red card, but they got they got a lucky red card. It was three points was literally sitting there on a plate from take it, and they didn't. Yeah. yeah. So. Sucked. Sucked. Pretty much. How about the fact that uh, Unimas just does not translate into English on uh, DirecTV? Can I just throw that in there? It's terrible. Yeah. Not on fire either. Terrible. Wow. I love how they made a bunch of videos saying how easy it is to do. It's not. Yeah. It 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 does not happen. Yeah. Well, I think it's like they they announced it, and then half these providers are like, "Meh, we're not. Yeah. Gonna, we're not going to offer it." Yeah. And again, I can watch the game just as easily in Spanish. It's that's not the issue. But God forbid something's going on uh, on the sidelines, or someone gets you know injured. And, you know, I don't know what's I don't know what's happening. Yeah. You find out after, like, oh, he died. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I thought I understood more right there. So, is there anything that we could take away from this game? In terms uh, of I will say, in, in a positive way, uh, the guy everyone loves to harp on, Sasha, did have a goal and an assist. The assist off the free kick, and they scored off a free kick, so that's a treat. Um, so he didn't have a terrible game. He, he had a, he had a two pointer. So you can say, I mean, people were getting mad that he might have been turning the ball over. Again, that's going to happen all the time with the position he plays, but he did step up. He got that first goal and that, uh, free kick assist was, uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, my like is that Danny Royer might get minutes this week, so he might be back. And, uh, if he can recapture the form he had when he got hurt. That's a good thing. Yes. Not a moment too soon, because now the schedule is getting crazy. Yeah. Man, I'm looking at, the, at our results, though. And it, it just, now that I'm looking at it like this, it illustrates how much Royer meant to this team, because before he left, 
they were on a four-game win streak, and since he went out injured, they won one, lost two, drew two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, so, we just say, I mean, he was he was red hot, absolutely red hot before the injury. Yeah. Fucking NYCFC. Mm-hmm. Bunch of nozzles. I wish I could blame their field. I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you can't because he was—he was pretty much stopped. He was, on, he so. was in the outfield. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like for me, uh, I don't know. that nobody got ejected from this game. Sure. Well, well uh, no, 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 for us. Right. Well, I, what I was going to say is if you want to dislike that Sean Davis is going to miss the next game too because of yellow card accumulation. Womp womp. Yep. So there's that. Some more bad I mean, news. Honestly, we've been kind of lucky. I don't think we've really had players miss for accumulation this year. No, and a bunch of them are like teetering on the edge. Everybody's <laughs> close. I, I feel like like the next three games, like someone is going to miss a game because of yellow card accumulation. Yeah. Seems back. Seems accurate. I mean, Chicago, Philadelphia, Columbus, DC, in that order, I feel like those are gonna be physical games that are just gonna lend itself to cards, so Yeah, it's prepare for war, that's for sure. Yeah. Alright, so predictions. I was the only one to get anything right out of this. I called the draw. So I'm up to ten points now. Finally hit double digits. I should have been right, damn it. I you, had been one, right. you had a one nothing win. How are you going to be right? I, sh- I didn't say spot on right, but they should have won the goddamn game. Oh, now yes. they were going to win. That we, either of us could have been right in this one. Very I, frustrating. I should have been right. Dallas had to go and get a red card. <laughs> the Rebels would have lost like I predicted. <laughs> Stupid right, Dallas. So- uh, let's see. So, standings real quick since we're now getting to the end of the season. Right now, Red Bull sit in fifth in the East with 40 points. They are four ahead of Montreal and Atlanta, who are seventh and sixth in the standings, uh, respectively. So, a little close to the edge. Uh, in terms of top two, they are too far back with Toronto. They're 16 back. Uh, NYC is either 10 back, which could happen, but probably won't. Very unlikely. I doubt there's, it. there's eight MLS games left, so to make up ten points would be pretty miraculous at this point. So if the Red Bulls do make the playoffs, they're going to be in the wild card and most likely in the in, on the road for that game because I think uh, they're at least like four points away from uh, fifth right now. Uh, not going to go over schedule because I went over that last week. Yep. 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 Good call. I'm just keeping that on the agenda in case I need to. But so let's talk about the game coming up on Saturday. Uh, Red Bulls will travel to Chicago, take on Dax McCarty for the last time uh, in the regular season. That game is uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time on again. Unimas. Unimas. So prepare to not understand what they say, except for players' names. Or you can watch it on Facebook. Uh, that will have the English broadcast, apparently. 
that too. Was, was Heath Pierce on the English broadcast on Facebook last week? I don't know because I was listening to the Spanish broadcast. Fair enough. <laughs> I watched. I watched it two days later on, or three days later on MLS Live, so I didn't have to deal with any of that. And that's I got the actual broadcasted English version. Hence my complaining. <laughs> uh, so predictions, Pat. We think it's going to happen against Chicago. Can the Red Bulls finally uh, get a win? Uh. Barring any more red cards, I think this is going to be a loss uh, for the Red Bulls. Um, you know, I just, uh, you know, Chicago's playing uh, pretty well right now. Uh, Toyota Park is not exactly, I mean, the last couple of seasons when Chicago was in the toilet, Red Bulls managed to uh, get some needed wins there. But uh, otherwise, for the most part, been a house of horrors. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't really see the Red Bulls uh, coming out and uh, shining in glory. Um, if Royer comes back, he's only going to play for a couple of minutes. There's what I've read. Um, so, you know, he's not exactly going to start and put his foot in the game. And it's hard to expect a guy to do that his first game back anyway. So uh, I'm I'm going to go with a – I feel like I do use this score regardless of win or loss like every week, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 loss. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be – we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to break out of this funk. All right. Again, to be different, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Uh, because they, they need it. I think they, they desperately need to get a point out of this game against the Easter Conference team, uh, to not fall down in the standings, get something against Chicago. Like I said, it's, it's <laughs> Chicago is, uh, 10 to a one at home. So, you know, just to get one draw would be absolutely wonderful. Hey, if Royer comes back. Let's just say, let's just pretend he gets the goal in maybe like the 75th minute or something. Um, the, Chicago has not been playing great recently, so I think that's the one thing that maybe the Red Bulls can capitalize on. They're absolutely red hot to start the year, and they've fallen off just just a little bit. Mm. So I will take anything I can out of this game. A point would be absolutely wonderful. I can't trust the defense anymore. <laughs> I mean... To get beat like they did against NYCFC and then get beat like they did against SC Dallas is just, I don't know. This five-man back line where the two guys are technically midfielders kind of thing is, it, I mean, it's helped on the offensive end. I'm not so much on the defensive end, and I think that's unfortunately going to continue. But I think Chicago's going to have a much better time shutting us down since they have given up 36 goals. Which is kind of in line with the Bulls, actually. Now that I'm looking at it, but I feel like, especially given that the Red Bulls kind of suck in Chicago, that just not a good recipe for even a draw. And I'm even more pessimistic than Pat. I'm going to nothing. They're going to get shut out. Oof. Who knew? Yeah. So there's that. All right, at least I could be the, the man that stands alone this week. <laughs> Come on, get that point. Do it. All right, so on to the dumping ground. Uh, let's talk about America first because... Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. More good news. So, 2 nothing loss to Costa Rica at Rebel Arena. And not that... Th- 
Not that anybody's blaming Rebel Arena for this. No? No. Are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody's blaming Rebel Arena for this loss. Hmm. Um, Let me check Twitter. We'll talk about that. And then a 1-1 lucky draw at Honduras. Yep. So, uh, if the United States wanted to make the World Cup next year, they are going to make it interesting. (laughs) I think they are, like, just barely in third place right now. No, the U.S. is in fourth. Fourth. Okay, the worst than I thought. Yep. Yep, they're in fourth, uh, thanks to goal differential um, with against Honduras. So they are right now slated to play either Syria or Australia, and I think the favorite is Australia for that. Uh, Craigie. Yeah, Austria? Yeah. But, uh, no, 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 no. Australia. Australia. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but if they win their next two games, and obviously the way they've played recently, that's a big if, uh, they should be fine. And they should have, avoid be able to avoid that playoff game. Oh. So, so I don't know. Where are we going to start? Do we want to start with stadium? Do we want to start with tactics? Where do we want to start? Well, you might as well start with the, the actual game, the things that took place on the field. All right. Uh, well, first off, Bruce Arena, I have no idea what he was thinking moving Christian Pulisic out wide. Christian Pulisic has been dominant in the middle. And there there's... It made absolutely no sense to uh, negate some of his skill set by putting him out wide. Uh, I mean, he's a perfectly fine midfielder, but you want a player of that caliber in the middle controlling the game as much as possible. Uh, he he did it for two games. He put it, he put Pulisic out wide, and I think that neutered the United States attack in both uh, in both uh, games. Uh, he also put a lot of weight on Darlington Nagby's shoulders. I don't think Nagby is uh, – it's funny because I was talking to a friend at the game. I went to Red Bull Arena. Yay. Uh, I was talking to a friend at the game who thinks Darlington Nagby is this is the second, if not the best player on the U.S. national team. I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> um, I don't think he is – I think he's he shows up for a game here and there. I don't think he showed up for either one of these games. Um, you know, so it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. I think, uh, Bruce was quick to pull the trigger on Cameron, uh, for the second, second game. Yes, he was awful in Red Bull Arena. Um, but, you know, I don't think one bad performance should, uh, make you lose your job, uh, when you've been so steady over a long period of time. Cause, uh, the guy who replaced him, Omar Gonzalez, and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I actually didn't mind this switch at first because I think generally Beasler, when Gonzalez plays well, it's when Beasler is to his left. Um, you know, but unfortunately, Gonzalez had that big old whiff that led to Honduras' goal. So, uh, yeah, tactically, I don't know what Bruce was thinking for these two games. Um, you know, he was all over the place. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, it just... Yeah, he said. He said. I don't want to say he set them up to fail. I, I think there's enough talent on the field that it should have still gone the U.S.'s way. And a draw on the road is going the U.S.'s way when you come right down to it. Uh, but at least at Red Bull Arena, I, I still think the talent was there that they should have. So this is absolutely not all on Bruce. Um, the players definitely bear a lot of responsibility. Um, 
but yeah, it was just an absolute disappointment uh, these last two games, and it's putting uh, put the World Cup on the brink. I mean, they got to get the job done uh, in two months, but or in a month rather, um, and I think they will. Uh, but you know, it's a very hesitant will. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a mess right now. These last two games. Uh, that the game at Red Bull Arena felt like a Red Bulls playoff game. Yeah, where they were kind of controlling the flow of the game early on, yeah. and Costa Rica hits them with a counter and scores. Yep, and then they go the whole rest of the game again, trying, 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 close, 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 close. Oh, Costa Rica scores two nothing. Game over. Turn, turned it off. Everyone could pretty much go home. Yep. Uh, God, I've seen that at that stadium so many times. I was really hoping to not see it from the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. This, uh, one was, this one was more painful. <laughs> it really was. It, it, it was, yeah, it was sickening. Um, as for the second game, huh, let me just say being sports sucks when it comes to their Roku channel. It was such a pain in the ass to actually watch it. Mm. Uh, the quality is not as good as, say, NBC and Fox's Roku channels, which are amazing. Just, the quality is wonderful. Mm. Uh, but you could barely listen to that game. Because those, I don't know what that was, because it wasn't Vuvuzelas, but they were the horns of death. Yeah. And it's all I heard for 90 minutes. Yeah. And uh, it was oh, it was almost unlistenable. And, uh, yeah. you know, lucky they got that, Bobby Wood got that goal uh, towards the end of the game. Also, Josie Altador, with the stupid fucking card in the first game, yeah. so he had to miss the second one. So, so dumb. That is Clint Dempsey dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's typically what you get out of him, which we did see in that game, too. Uh, right. Him getting all pussy-shovey, pissed off. So, yeah, just just awful. Jay, I don't know if you want to talk about the game before we talk on talk about the other stuff. So, being didn't even work at all for me. Like, I couldn't even log into the website. Really? Well, because apparently on the website, you can't just log straight into your subscriber. You have to log in. To have a separate account, I guess. Oh, it's a whole it's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. It's unbelievable. So I found a totally legal stream online that eventually crashed, and I found another totally legal stream online that eventually crashed. And I said, fuck it. Because they were down one nothing. I was like, they're not gonna come back. <laughs> yeah. So all I needed to see was the tweet with the goal. So I'm good. I saw what I needed to see. Yeah. The game at Red Bull Arena. Do we really have to have this fucking conversation about the goddamn stadium? We're going to. Might as well. Because, and I'm I'm going to quote you, Truman. Okay. And the tweet that you put out about, yeah, stadium choice matters, especially when we lose 2 nothing in Columbus. Uh, I believe I called it uh, Bumblefuck Ohio. Okay, sorry. Which, to- which seemed to agitate some people on Twitter. I like how you corrected somebody when they didn't even say that word. Yeah, they, they, I think they said, like, Bumble, Ohio, and I had to make sure that I, I did say Bumble, fuck, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, like, I, I understand wanting to have a pro-U.S. crowd. But aside from games in Columbus, show me a stadium that is 100%. Or let's, okay, I'm going to lower the bar. Let's say 70% U.S. I mean, I'd say in most cases they are. And and look, here's the thing. Uh, I was there, I would say uh, about a fifth of the crowd was Costa Rican fans, maybe a little more. Uh, they were loud. Um, Costa Rica was probably, 
I'll give some credence to the other side of the argument. Costa Rica is probably not the ideal opponent uh, for the U.S. to face at Red Bull Arena. Uh, a, Carib- a Caribbean team whose fans don't really show up all that well uh, for a multi for such a multicultural area like this, that probably would have been a better choice. Um, so, you know, so and look, I, you know, so to, to, but to everyone who's saying like it was the absolute, that's why the U.S. lost. No, they lost because they had poor tactics. They played like crap, and that was going to happen anywhere. Uh, that wasn't gonna, you know, just because if they play, if they played in front of a stadium of 100% U.S. fans, it was still gonna be a disaster. Yeah. So, um, and, and to, let's face the, and one other thing is that the people who are saying you should never play in New York again, yeah, they're, they're in there, they're, they've got their stupid going on. But I think there was, I saw a tweet by Richard Farley who said something along the lines like, oh, people don't want to play because they're racist. And it's like, no. Like, that is stupid. That is so stupid. The fact of the matter is, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, anytime I go to a U.S. game, a Red Bull game, a Giants game, I want 100% of my friends, my fans there. Absolutely. I don't want any enemy fans in the stadium at all, you know? And and so it's just kind of like, but it's just what it is. You can't you can't keep them out. I mean, and I don't think that's what anyone's saying. I mean, they're absolutely they want to be in a place where it's as close to one hundred percent as possible. New York, unfortunately, is not the best area for that, especially when it's a Latin American team. Um, you know, so it's it's just a, it it devolved into a big giant pile of stupid that whole Red Bull Arena argument. Um, you know, I I, I think. At least when the U.S. was in it, the atmosphere was electric from U.S. fans, uh, and it really was a you know a great atmosphere. And if we can at least remember the 30 minutes before the goal, um, <laughs> I think it, it absolutely should host a World Cup qualifier again in the future. Uh, just you know, again, if there's a Caribbean team in, that's probably the route you want to go. Uh, you probably don't want to go Latin American because you are going to get a lot of fans from a Latin American country. So, I mean. I was Ubering the day after and I saw people still wearing their Costa Rican jerseys. I wanted to like drive, just drive over and, you know, just crash <laughs> into their cars, you know. But, uh, and, and Costa Rican fake fans, God bless them. They were driving me insane by the end of the game. It's not their fault. It's, I would have done the same thing. So, but oh my God, I was, it was causing me to lose my mind. Uh, I did leave probably about two minutes before the final whistle because I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, Tim Howard needs to not make any comments about the fans because he absolutely sucked. In oh, he's that terrible. Game. Yeah. He absolutely sucked. And you can definitely blame the defense in that first goal, but he looked god-awful on yeah. it. So yeah. he, he should probably shut up. And maybe the certain supporters club that ESPN loves to kiss ass of should keep singing during a game and not kind of quit and stumble over themselves when we're down a goal. Because how about focus less on party time in the parking lots and on the other side of the river before the game and focus on 90 minutes because that's when the team actually needs you. And if the supporters were allowed for 90 minutes, all right, you know what, let's say 80 minutes. Okay, let's just say be loud for 80 minutes because maybe at 2 nothing, you know, you're kind of downshot at that point. 80 minutes, you wouldn't even hear the Costa Rican fans. They had two decks of people. So if, if you were, if you were loud and together for 80 minutes plus, no one would have complained about it. And I'm sorry, they didn't do their jobs either. 
I was sitting by the supporter section. I, I don't know how it came out over TV. Uh, I heard them. Um, you know, I was singing along for the ones I knew. Uh, maybe it didn't come over TV well. Uh, they seem to be doing their jobs in stadium. Uh, you know, just the Costa Rican fans were also very good at getting loud with whatever they were saying, which a couple times I didn't realize was them. I was like, what are our fans cheering? I'm like, oh, it's them. You know, but, uh, so I, I don't, I don't know what the American outlaw criticism. I don't get that. I heard them. I, I was sitting right to the right of them, upper deck. Um, are you yeah. sure you heard them or are you sure you didn't hear Sam's army? Cause they did go for 90 minutes. Yeah, I, I'm sure I heard Birthline. I don't play the fucking supporters' policy. I, I want to. I want you to get get in, get in, Pat, get involved in the drama, baby. One supporters group better than another. Like, uh, I don't fucking. Uh, I just broke my rule about where I am. Uh, I supporters' politics can jerk me off all I care. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I heard the fans, so that's all I can say. All I'm gonna say is, and I don't care what supporters they are, because let me tell you, I've gone to a Red Bulls game. Uh, in Philly, where everyone decided that partying was more important than the actual game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, 10 minutes into the game, they had no energy, and there's maybe like six of us <laughs> singing during the whole game. So I, I'm not putting all the fault on a certain supporters club, but when you are in a supporters club, this is, this is the job you take of being a supporter. And if you don't want to be a supporter – then you don't sit in the supporter section and pat like you, you go sit and enjoy the game and you, you know, you watch the game and you know, you're not concentrating on people jumping in front of you or singing or anything. Yeah. Right. You have your response where you sit and watch it. But when you are in these clubs and you are traveling from, I mean, there's people traveled all over the place. Like dude, for all the national team games, it's not just the New York people. It's everybody. Yeah. It's the full game. You are supposed to be all in on it. So I'm just saying, and, and, you know, I, I wasn't at the game, but I, this, this is just the reports I hear from everybody, from AO people, from Sammers people, from people that weren't in either. I'm just relaying the, what I've heard. Uh, uh, one uh, other side note, not, uh, not regarding the uh, supporter section. Um, it was really odd, but at, uh, seven, at 7 o'clock on a Friday night, the stadium was full. Go figure. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's weird. They got in for that game, a kickoff. For some reason, mass transit and everything was working on Friday. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, it's just the one Friday it worked. How strange. On a, on a Friday of Labor Day weekend, they all got in there. Hmm. Shocker. Yeah, weird. All those, all those people traveling left early. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, I'll say that that's a good point. You would figure that a lot of the people that, um, you know, that came from not, the, not from the area were there. Like, they were there. Ready to go, but I mean, we're not talking twenty five thousand plus people were there. Yeah, you know, hours yeah. before the game. Yeah, I'm just tired of all this bullshit. <laughs> I know we all are. <clears throat> I I understand the choice of field it pisses people off. It pissed me off when we played the game in Seattle on a turf field when U.S. Soccer said we were never going to do that. Yeah, that was okay. Didn't they lay down a, a temporary grass? Which don't get me wrong, it's garbage. They, I'm pretty sure they laid down temporary grass. No, they did not. I think you're wrong. But the thing is, temporary grass is awful. Yeah. Well, either either way, the stadium should not have held it, yeah. given that they didn't have a, a natural grass field that that was ready to go. I just 
there's just supporters shit aside, there's always going to be student politics about where games are played. So people just need to grow the fuck up and care about what actually matters. And that's the players doing their jobs, the coach doing their jobs. Right. Uh, hey, oh, I, last time I checked, they got a, a draw in a building that was 95% Honduras fans. Yeah, right. So, just, just saying. There was, there, was a, there was some U.S. fans who traveled. They were able to get a point out of that. So let's not talk about who's in the stands or not. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Ah, can we move on? Stupid. Yeah, so... <laughs> You know, Meg, who not be in the stands next year? Cosmos fans, because the team may be leaving U.S. soccer since the NASL is not D2 anymore. I mean, are the Cosmos even going to exist next year? What, are they averaging 1,000 fans a game? Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, this, this, I think... was pre- this was preemptive, by the way. The, the, the review was supposed to happen at the end of the year, and U.S. soccer is like, no, we're going to do it now. Well, their their D two status last year, or like the start this year, was so tentative. Yeah. Um, they, that, and the USL right. were provisional for this year as D two, right? Uh, yeah, they're they're in a pickle. And if if they lose the Cosmos, <laughs> game over. Yeah, I mean, are they even? Is the, I mean, the I mean, I, honestly, I'm really not trying to rub it in with Cosmos fans. Uh, I, I'm I think I'm with Mark Fishkin who won this. There was rumors that they were gonna, um, they were gonna fold last year. It's like you, you really don't want to see any soccer teams fold. No, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, but it's just, it's kind of like, are they even the marquee team in in NASL at this point? I mean, maybe. I, I mean, maybe I mean, the name. There's only eight teams in NASL, so it's one of the eight shots that they're the marquee team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, uh, but yeah, I'm looking up NASL. I mean, of course they're losing the group, but they've got eight teams. Uh, you know, you can't be Division Two with eight teams. You know, uh, USL has, I think, thirty. Um, so it's yeah, this just makes sense. I mean, it is what it is. You know, and just just so you guys know, according to uh, morons, it's Major League Soccer's fault. Just so you guys know, of course, because they made this happen. Of course, it is. Well, yeah, because they are the ones controlling the closed system. Yeah, of course, it's US Soccer's fault. They're the reason that the Cosmos are playing at um, Brooklyn Cyclone Stadium in front of, yeah, five people. So, mm-hmm. All right. Typical. Yeah, yeah, a little more dumping ground. Uh, Sky Blue lost badly uh, at Kansas City 4-1. to one. I'm not saying they're out of the playoffs, but uh, they're going to be out of the playoffs. <laughs> They're not going to make it. They're six points out. I think there's three games left. I think they have one. They have two more home games, including this Sunday against Washington. Unless Sam Kerr decides to score 50 goals in three games, I don't know. Their defense is still, as you see, as a, in a 4-1 loss, defense is absolutely terrible. So, uh, still, if you want to go see soccer this week, you can go see him on Sunday. I'm just yep. saying, something could happen to the break lines of the other team's bus, all right? Yeah, you never know. You never know. Okay. And I th- I think they're playing in between um, the all-powerful, mighty, soon-to-be-undefeated Jets team <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and the Giants night game. So you will have time to go see them play if you want. There you go. Okay. Jets, is, Jets is still undefeated for at least uh, another three days. Very true. 
three days and 59 minutes and 59 seconds. <laughs> Jay's clock is ticking right now on the Jets. I'm not watching it until Sunday night. So. <laughs> smart. That's smart. I, I, I've, I pay for this, I, I, specifically for this reason. Because I don't mind not watching games live. Like I, I'll, I try to watch games live, but it's not opposed to watching Yeah, we notice. We notice how you text us every, uh, every-, <laughs> oh, you know every day. Every day, an hour before the game. <laughs> oh, I'm not watching this live. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry for having a life and being away this week. <laughs> um, no, but like the NFL, I think it was like 80 bucks for the year. And you can watch the games without commercials, but you have to wait till 8 o'clock because of stupid broadcast rules or whatever. But I'm okay with that. So that's why I'm waiting until Sunday night. And then I can go to bed and be- go to bed uh, sad because that's how Jets fans do. <laughs> I figured you were just going to wait till uh, Sunday night to watch a real team play. That's right. I mean, I, I don't know if I want to watch a real team after the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So you mean after watching the Jets play the Buffalo Bills, you don't want to see actual professional football take because place? It would just make me sad. You don't want to see the Giants play a team that clearly has Roger Goodell by the cojones that their suspended player is able to play a game. Yeah, amazing. Uh, totally amazing. Yeah. How how mad is the winner of the Bills-Jets team like game going to be? Because <laughs> one of them will already have a win and not be as bad as the other team to try to get that top draft pick. Yeah, the one for, the one that has does that'd be great to watch a full game of two teams trying to lose. That'd be amazing in the first week of the season. Oh, that'd be tremendous. They just they just punt on every down, <laughs> <laughs> and another punt. It's the South Park episode where the the uh, baseball teams are just trying to lose. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? No, just my terrible team of the week, uh, and it really involves two terrible teams, and that is New England and Orlando. But remember all the bluster when Orlando opened their new stadium and how great this team was going to be? Mm. Well, now this game wasn't a away game. It was in New England, but they lost 4 nothing, and they look bad. And the only team worse than them in the East is D.C., and we know how well they are playing this year. Yeah. So, oof. I mean, absolutely oof. Orlando looks like trash. And I will say this. You know the commission is not liking the fact that Orlando is not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I think the league and the networks were praying they would get in so they could showcase their. Uh, on one article, they apparently had the uh, one of the greatest home fields in the league after playing like two home games, huh. and they they only counted the new stadium as on this list of like past ten years greatest home field advantage. Uh, stadium is nice. Yeah, sure. It's nice. <laughs> That's it. I should have ranted about that early in the year when I saw this dumb list of teams with the best home field advantage. And they're like, oh, Orlando, they played two games there. They, they've won them both. Ooh, cool. Orlando. Yeah, dum-dums. And that, Jay, is all I have. All right, so let's wrap this one up. You can visit us com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. Uh, throw a few bucks away to support the show. Email us, Red Bull Rant at gmail.com. Call us, 973-348-5329. 
Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMACDA2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to iTunes 6 Radio, anywhere you can find a podcast, basically. Last words before we get out of here. Prediction for Saturday. Own goal will come back for the Red Bulls, <laughs> and he will be on the feet of one Dax McCarty. That would be brutal. Uh, I'll say touch uh, first down touchdown go. Are you? I'll be at the game. Rutgers, uh, Red Bulls prove me wrong. And as always, thank you, Will Martins. Thanks, buddy. Hey, buddy. So for Pat Truman and myself, this is episode number two hundred thirty-nine. The Rebel Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Late.